Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Mike, you know what? I'm going to change it. It's not an exciting episode. It's an electrifying episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Oh, you just couldn't couldn't help the pun, huh, Matt? I could not. So, as you heard, there's my good buddy, Mysterious Mike Talent, who was here way too short. He should have stayed here longer, but such is life. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm having Mysterious Mike Talent withdrawals. I need my fix. Thank God I live in Prescott with lots of rehabs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Chapter five, here I come. (laughs) All right, Mike, so today on the Real Film Nerds podcast, we are talking about the current war director's cut for episode number 142. Mike, go ahead, give us the rundown. Okay. So this is directed by Alfonso Gomez Rijon. Uh, writer is Michael Micknick. It's starring Tom Holland, Matthew McFadden, Benedict Cumberbatch, and uh, Nicholas Holt. And the movie is the dramatic story of the cutthroat race between the electricity titans Thomas Edison and George Westinghouse to determine whose electrical system would power the modern world. All right, Mike, even though we are reviewing this film after we reviewed The Thing, which we did while you were here, and we'll just throw it out there. We won't joke around with people. We saw this together on Thursday night on my birthday Woo, woo! at Harkins, Prescott Valley. I am now officially 22 years old. Thank you, everybody. Yes, yes. So, Mike, other than uh, sneaking in the flask, how much do you remember of the current war, and how much did you like it? Uh, no, it, it was okay. Um, I think it would have been better if there was more of uh, Tesla, Nikolai Tesla's character in this, played by Nicholas Holt. I felt like they kind of skipped out on a lot of the major innovations and things that he helped to make uh, George Westinghouse successful in his bid to bring AC current to the world. I agree, Mike. I feel like Nikola Tesla in this film got the shaft just like he did in real life. Oh, nice. Nice, Matt. I really think they should have capitalized more on him. Uh, Tesla was more of almost like a side character, which... It was not true. Yes, Westinghouse was a big powerhouse just because he was the one that had the money in the situation. But we would not have AC current as it sits today coming to all of our houses without Tesla and his invention of the motor, the alternating current motor. Yeah, the alternating current motor, figuring out how that worked. And then uh, a lot of his labs and test stuff. He, he did a whole bunch of stuff out in Colorado. Uh, none of that stuff was touched on in this movie. It was, uh, like time wasn't really, um, they didn't tell you when things, I I guess there was a couple year cuts, but other than that, it didn't really tell you what was going on during a lot of the movie. So I, I don't know. I felt like we got shorted a lot. And this movie takes place over 10 years, which they crammed a whole lot of information into this hour and 47 minute long film as it is. But 
it felt rushed to me in some of the the points and some of the other points they really could have left out. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was kind of a a, a rush rushed movie. Um I guess Matt is it too early to talk about why this is a 2017 movie versus a 2019? No, I think we should talk about it and again this is a historical film. There, it doesn't matter about spoilers or not. Everybody knows. Surprise! We use alternating current to all of our houses. Oh, spoiler! That's about it. You know, this is a historical film, so don't expect us to hold back on spoilers. But whatever. So, Mike, why is this movie say on the unofficial sponsor of the Real Film Nerds podcast, IMDb, the Internet Movie Database? Why does the title of this film say The Current War, Director's Cut, and in parentheses, 2017? Well, Matt, that is a great question. Um, this movie was initially re- uh, screened at the Toronto uh, Film Festival. And the reaction to the movie wasn't uh, exactly what the director was looking for. So he wanted to re-edit it. But... In the meantime, uh, the producer of this, which was the the Weinstein uh, company, was also going to cut a different version. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, who was uh, indicted while trying to edit this movie for all the the various things. So this kind of got left on the floor, the chopping room floor, and, and I think for a while it didn't have anybody to release it because it was going to be released by the Weinstein company and all that stuff. So it's, it's taken a long time to find a, a home, someone to release this movie for them to, into the theaters. Um, so with- the, the cut that they had at TIFF was not the cut that Harvey Weinstein did. Cause I thought that's what it was. I don't, I don't think so. I think it was uh, the original director, Alpha. Well, no, actually, no, you're right. It was the Weinstein cut. Yeah, see, because that, that's how I understand it is Harvey Weinstein cut it, changed the music, changed a lot of things, really kind of almost made it his own movie. And when the director saw it and people started asking him questions, why'd you do this? He's like, I didn't do that. That was Weinstein. And so then all that controversy came out right around the same time as Tiff, if not a little after and so I think he opted to go back. I know he reshot scenes, specifically the scenes with Edison's wife. Those weren't even in the original film. So I know he went and reshot some scenes. Uh, he recut it and he added his music, not the music that Weinstein put in or the score that Weinstein put in. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of fascinating that this 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 movie was kind of a casualty of the the whole Weinstein debacle. Which is sad because I know you're a fan of technology and I don't think you're a huge fan of history, but history like this, you are just like uh imitation game. I know you really love that movie. Interesting enough. Benedict Cumberbatch was in that one too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of interesting that he was in that. Uh, I was fascinated about that as well. Yeah. But- but yeah, so, you, so I'm a big history buff. I know bits and pieces about this story. I don't know it, I think, as well as you do, Mike. So I'm going to defer to you on a lot of things. But uh, it's it's really sad because this is not the world's best story, 
but it's bringing a story to light that people need to know and pardon the pun, but people, (laughs) people need to know why they have electricity coming to their house that has now gotten to the point where, you know, it's well over a hundred years ago, but that's what's brought automation. That's what's brought the internet. That's what brought computers. That's if we could not have electricity in our homes, let alone our businesses, we would not be where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. Electricity really did change everything. It really helped revolutionize our entire country and the infrastructure of the world. Um, And Nikolai Tesla, Westinghouse, and, and Thomas Edison were all part of it. It's just the way that the story was presented was a little strange. I, I've seen several other Tesla documentaries, and uh, Westinghouse, it was nice to see the Westinghouse story a little bit, because most of the movie the Tesla documentaries, of course, focused on Nikolai Tesla, but they, they mentioned George, uh, Westinghouse, but it was... It was interesting to see how much in this movie they really just showed Westinghouse versus Edison, and then Tesla was just a little side character, like you said. And in fact, he was such a major, important uh, person in actually bringing us this uh, alternating current and and lots of uh, you know innovations that are just never addressed he even helped edison for a while he fixed his uh dc motor and uh edison didn't even really pay him for it i mean i think he paid him his normal salary but uh in this movie they even showed it a little bit there's this he's, he said you'd pay me fifty thousand dollars or whatever he's like oh you didn't get our american jokes which is pretty screwed up because i don't know how much of it was a joke versus reality or just a slip of the tongue or whatever because in the documentary that I watched around this, you know, they call it Nikolai Tesla versus um, Thomas Edison instead of Westinghouse versus Edison, which, yeah, that was a real interesting for me as a take, you know, that they put Westinghouse at the forefront. But they even portray that in the documentary that it's a joke, but in the movie, it does not come off as a joke. And in the documentary I saw, it did not come off as a joke. It came off as serious. So what do you think? Do you think Edison was serious about the money or do you think he was joking? What do you think, Mike? I I think he was not serious about the money, but at the same time didn't think this uh this guy Tesla could actually do it. He thought for whatever reason his uh managers or whatever in uh Europe cuz I believe he worked for an Edison company in Europe before he came over to America. And he got glowing uh, recommendations, and I don't think Edison really believed him, like, for whatever reason. And I think it was just kind of like, yeah, and I'll give you $50,000, but not even really thinking that he would do it. And then he did it, and then he was like, oh, yeah, well, no, I wasn't really going to pay you. It, it In this movie, they really portray Edison as a extremely... Uh, I don't know, a uh, hard driving uh, person who's just, you know, he's driven to just keep making these innovations. And even though he wasn't going to do the electricity stuff, he had all this other stuff. He was just going to keep, just keep doing things. He's kind of, uh, in my mind, it, it seemed almost like a, a Elon Musk type character of back then, 
like where he's just constantly working on projects and he's just trying to innovate and do different things. And he saw that he wasn't doing so well on some of the electricity things, but he wasn't going to give up that fight. And then he still had all these other things he was working on. Well, that's what a lot of inventors just do across the board. They have constantly things going on in their heads. So that's why I think the comparison with Musk and Thomas Edison and Tesla, maybe not so much Westinghouse, because Westinghouse really didn't invent anything. He just implemented it. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, man. So I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought it was uh, I thought it was an interesting movie. I don't think it was the best movie ever. I thought the acting was pretty good. Do you think Edison's portrayal was spot on or do you think they were a little off? I mean, I I think he was probably a dick, but I don't know if he was as much of a dick as they as Benedict Cumberbatch portrayed in this film. Because that's kind of the not to make it sound bad, but that's kind of where he's typecast, you know, like even Doctor Strange is a bit of a dick. Yeah. I don't know. You're I I think I think uh as as a lot of people say the the very brilliant minds do, do not suffer fools. And you know, may, maybe he's just so tired of of trying to explain himself to people that he just didn't want to worry about that stuff. I I don't know. I it's I think in some ways he probably was a dick. Well, Mike Speaking about Benedict Cumberbatch, how does the current war relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, well, Matt, I mean, you already just said it here a second ago. Uh, this, this one's super easy, which I'll, I'll take it. Because there's a lot of not easy ones. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, of course, is Doctor Strange, who's in the movie Doctor Strange. He's also in Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and Thor Ragnarok. So he's quite prolific character so far in the MCU. For bonus points, Mike, who was the other Marvel Cinematic Universe character or actor in this film? Oh man, I didn't even I didn't even look. Uh oh, Tom Holland. Oh, come on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Tom Holland uh is um uh Edison's assistant and uh he is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So. Spider-Man. Yeah, lots yeah. of controversy around that that boy and his Spider-Man and Sony and all that other BS. Oh yeah, no, no, we don't. We don't even have to bring that up, man. It's we we've talked about it before. It's just too much. Yeah, it's kind of freaking ridiculous, honestly. All right, Mike. So, do you think um, our hard-earned money listeners should go spend that hard-earned money to watch this film in the theater? Uh, no, I don't think you should watch this in the theater. This was uh, an all right movie, and this is a, a very good story, at least um, the overall aspect of the story about electricity and stuff. But I feel like this will be on Amazon or Netflix very soon, and I wouldn't spend the 10 or 12 or however many dollars it costs now to go to a movie uh, during prime time. I, I would save the money for something better. I agree, Mr. Talent. I do think this is a decent movie. It is a smart movie. It teaches a lot. It 
probably isn't the most accurate. It could teach better, but I enjoyed it. I thought it's good, but I do not think it is worth the hard-earned cash to go and see it in the theaters. I just, there's not enough visual effects. There's not enough actor portrayal. There's just not enough to force me to say, go watch it in the theaters. It's a must. But if you're watching Netflix, you're watching Amazon, you're any other streaming service and it pops up, you got the time, definitely worth it for a watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you don't know about Nikolai Tesla and Edison, the story is pretty, pretty fascinating. And, uh, you know, it is electricity literally is the base of all of our electronics and all these different things. It's so important that it is kind of neat to figure out how that kind of came about and and even the fact that they did this stuff back at the turn of the century is just sometimes amazing because it doesn't seem like they would even try to do this. So it was it it is neat. It really is fascinating trying to wrap your head around how a transformer works and how the alternating current motor works and how the direct current motor works and how all these things work. And you got to remember they were doing this stuff. You know, everybody talks about, Oh, well, you know, they designed the nuclear bomb with pen and paper and slide rulers and all that stuff. They didn't even have that in the 1800s and they're trying to figure out electricity and how all these things work and how to not only deliver it to a home, but to deliver it, hundreds if not thousands of miles to homes i mean it's honestly it's remarkable it really is yeah now it was it it is quite the story so i enjoyed the story the overall story of this i just wish we got a little bit more about nikolai tesla and he he kind of deserves his own movie because and he does have several documentary um out there and I believe they've tried to set up a museum in New York for him, even though he died penniless in a hotel. Well, and that's interesting. If you watch some of the documentaries about Tesla, they talk about that, that he had mental illness, that he put his work before anything else, including his own uh, finances. And a lot of that was his uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, according to historians. Uh, yeah, he, he didn't even, um, I think he went on dates with women, but he never married or anything. Um, and they said that it was because he was too focused and he didn't want to take away time from his work. That's right. This is what was said. Yeah. 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 And you know, supposedly he died alone and penniless because he tore up the patents that he gave to uh Westinghouse about his motor. And then after that, everybody just capitalized on it. So he didn't get crap, which is really horrible. Yeah, Westinghouse originally promised him, I don't know, like seven cents a kilowatt or something. Something. It was um, pr- two dollars. ridiculous. It was two dollars and fifty cents per horsepower. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, when everything was said and done, Westinghouse came to him and said, Hey, I can't pay you. That's too much money. Yeah. It was basically bankrupting Westinghouse. Like the. Because it was, I think, the equivalent of like $3 million or something like that back back then. Yeah, and yeah. It was literally driving the Westinghouse electric company into the ground. Yeah, yeah. Which, oh. speaking about Westinghouse, 
That was probably my favorite performance in this entire film was Michael Shannon as George Westinghouse. He finally got a role where he's not the abrasive asshole. Finally. And he was able to shine. I really thought Michael Shannon did great. Yeah, yeah, no, he did do great, and I, I didn't, I uh, didn't talk about him on the rundown, but uh, yeah, he, he was great. Um, he's one of my favorite actors today. Not, not like my favorite favorite. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is up there, but Michael Shannon, he really, I think he's underrated. Now, Matt, before we get too much farther, I have almost created, uh, or you know, had a sin on the show. I have forgot to ask you what you're drinking. <sighs> Jesus, Mike, how can you sin? I mean, you're going to get more hate mail from my good buddy down south in the Valley of the Sun, Mr. Lord. Oh, let me get his nickname right. Hold on. I put this even on the McRib like website when they when I spotted it because he put my name up there. His <laughs> name is uh, um, Lord Stephen of the House Stockmarthian. Oh man, that's great, man. That's a uh, that sounds very uh Game of Thronesy. You know what the worst part is? He doesn't even watch Game of Thrones. So when I referenced that, when I was when we were still working together at the Courier, he had no idea what I was talking about. I was so mad. Anyways. Oh. All right. So what are you drinking? All right, Mike. Well, I will show it to you in our Skype our personal Skype video feed. I am drinking the beer that I wanted you to drink when you were here. This oh, is yeah, the Prescott Brewing Company's Achocalypse. It is a nice, delightful chocolate-flavored fi- porter. It is wonderful. And it was the last one. I even saved one just for you. But you know what? I'm drinking it now. I'm not going to mail it to you. You're on your own. No, that's fine. You drink it. All right, Mike. So I know you're drinking an IPA because you purchased them when you were here, and you're holding it up to the camera in my face. What IPA are you drinking today? Which is very much in the same name. I didn't even do, know that. <laughs> so I am drinking a uh, IPA. I know I'm trying to give up IPAs, but I'm drinking an IPA called Apocalypse IPA. And it's from a 10 Barrel Brewing Company out of Bend, Oregon. Dude, don't lie. You are never going to give up the IPA, and I don't think you should. That is the only reason Steven wrote in and emailed you, because he's an IPA lover like yourself. But just change it up. Sometimes you can do other beers. I, I'm just going to get to the point where I think you should start researching more beers because you can afford it. So, All right. I I will start trying to do the winter beers as winter uh, is come. Anyway, eh, fall. Uh, we're still in fall, I think, technically. No, I was referencing Game of Thrones, Matt. Damn Come it! On. I screwed it up, didn't <laughs> I? I'm sorry, Mike. Please don't hate me. All right. Not this time. Not this time. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. Not today. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike. So uh, I don't know how much more we can add about this film. I think we've had a pretty good discussion about it so far. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you the next question because uh, I'm running this this uh, show, how many reels do you give the 2017 director's cut of the current war? Uh, I'm going to give this one two and a half reels. Uh, I was just disappointed with the uh, Tesla. Perf- well, not not the performance, but just the lack of his story and, and the intertwining. I was 
happy to find more out about George Westinghouse, but yeah. So, and that drops it completely to a 50%. Yeah. The lack of Tesla. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, look, man, there's a, there's a whole car company. People, you know, Matt, oh, I wish we could get some numbers. We should start asking Tesla people if they know what it's named after. Oh, that's a good question. That's a real good question. And why did they name the car after Tesla? Because it's electric. No, I think it's mostly because of the, you know, Tesla created the motor. And that's what runs those is an well, electric motor. I, I, but it's I a think... direct current motor, though. It's not an alternating yeah, current motor. Yeah, it's a DC uh, current motor. I think it's just because it's all electric stuff. Just because it's electric. You know? And Elon Musk wants Tesla to get his due. He might not have gotten money, but he's got his name on a car. Yeah, but he did, uh, you know, he did help work on the DC motor as well for Edison before Edison made him, uh, uh, you know, I mean, he paid him, but not not the amount that he thought. So have you seen the uh, latest Tesla, the Model Y? Uh, no. Have they released pictures of it? Uh-huh. It's a crossover. Oh, oh yeah. It's a small Model X, right? Like Kinda, a, it's, yeah. it's it's like a Model Three size, but a SUV. An, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's a. I don't understand the whole thing about crossover. It's a car, but it's an SUV. But it's a car. But it's why don't you just call it a small SUV? It doesn't make sense to me. I think that's dumb. Right. Anyways, all right, Mike. Well, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, I thought the cinematography was really good. I thought the acting was. Decent, pretty decent, especially, you know, Tom Holland did quite well. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch always does well, but Michael Shannon really knocked it out of the park for me. Yeah, Tesla getting shit on again really kind of sucked. I would have liked to have seen more of that, but uh, I give it a full reel more than you. I give it three and a half reels. Oh, man. The 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 harsh, uh, harsh Mike talent strikes again. I'm glad you're getting back into the groove because I was feeling like shit there for a while because there was like three or four pods in a row where I was lower than you, and that does not happen. Well, I'm I'm glad to keep you happy by shitting on movies. <laughs> it took a while for you to get that out of your out of your head, but I like it. I like it, Mike. It's hilarious. Yes. All right, well, I'm going to toss it to you here to discuss the movie, even though we already recorded the pod. What movie we are doing for our Halloween Harvest Horror Fest on Thursday, episode 143? Oh, yes. So we've already recorded it, but, you know, this movie was a lot of fun to watch, and it's The Thing, 1982 version, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. And Matt had never seen this, and we got to watch it together, and that was fun because he hadn't seen it, and he's like, "What is going on?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm not saying nothing." So, so <laughs> did it anyway, annoy it was, you that I kept stopping and rewinding stuff? Well, no, I I just wanted you to make sure you saw things because some of the stuff is important. I do that though. I don't know how much you do that, Mike, but I do that though a lot on TV shows and movies that I'm watching on streaming or on Blu-ray. If I miss something or I didn't quite hear someone right, maybe it's my my OCD coming out. But uh, hi, Mags. 
she she uh she just popped in uh but it's okay Hey, we're almost done we're almost done yeah but no i was just saying i don't know if anybody else is like this i don't know if you're like this but maybe it's my ocd coming out which you point out pointed out several times while you're here for two days my ocd is a little fun it's not as bad as tesla's but it's there um i will stop and i will rewind shit to make sure i heard it right or if i was like what is that or I misheard it, or I missaw something, I'll rewind it, even if it's like a minute or two or ten seconds. Did that annoy the hell out of you, Mike? Uh, not too much. Uh, I guess a little bit towards doing it several times. Like, it was fine a little bit, but uh, it, it did wear on me a little bit, I guess. I, I usually just watch the movie through without pausing. I try to kind of keep the theater-type experience uh if possible yeah i probably should do that especially when we're doing movies but especially some of these some of the accents and things now we didn't have that with the thing the thing i just kept trying to figure out what the hell those monsters were basically so what the hell is that is that like a face i was like i don't know what that is i want to look at that again but on the tv shows especially when i watch stuff like for instance fleabag on amazon it's a british show done by a british director a british writer all that stuff I have a real hard time understanding their, um, oh, great. Now I'm spacing on the name. Their, um, oh, crap, whatever. Slang? No. You, well, they're slang. Yeah, their slang is part of it, but their mannerisms and all that other. Anyways, I have a hard time understanding, so I'll even put on the subtitles just so I can read them so I know what the hell they're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess the slangs and accents don't bother me as much, but I've had to... Uh, talk with a lot of people who've had very strong accents for a long time i don't know like my uh my dive buddy is italian and so i get an italian accent all the time that i hear all the time well and then Um, you're in the programming world i mean i don't want to tell too many people but you're a programmer and in the programming world you probably have to deal with people of all different cultures and backgrounds yeah yes um mostly indians but um yeah. Uh I I do have to deal with uh different accents and stuff, but for reasons I don't know, I I usually understand people on the first go um when they say stuff in kind of sometimes broken English or just in a, a weird kind of way. Well, I don't know. Like Spanish, I usually do fine with Spanish all day long, but British I really have a hard time with them. And uh, Indians, like even when they speak English, I have a really hard time with them. You know, uh, Indians from India, for those of you who are thinking I'm being racist, I'm not. But anyways, all right, Mike. Well, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, Make sure and check out the thing on the next one. You know, follow us on the social medias. Uh, I'm still waiting for those iTunes reviews or Apple podcast reviews, people. And I'm looking at one right now that can go leave one in my uh skype feed (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm just harassing uh, you mike i will go leave one all right all right but all right mike go ahead take us out of here let's let's call it a show all right well uh as matt said uh thanks everybody for listening and uh catch us on our next pod and then uh in a week from today we will be reviewing the new terminator movie So look forward to that one, and uh, yeah, 
go out and catch a movie. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Joining me in studio now on Magic 99.1, Matt Hinshaw from Real Film Nerds Podcast. I have to read it because it's hard for me to say. How are you, Matt? I'm doing well. How are you doing this morning, Lisa? I'm doing great. Tell me, would you give up chocolate for pumpkin spice latte? I'm not a fan of the pumpkin spice latte. I would do the chocolate all day long. You really would? Oh, yeah. Oh, have you tried the cold brew pumpkin cream coffee at Starbucks this year, though? It's there's brand new and it's delicious. There's way too many words in that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Talk about hard to say, right? Yes, I would just forget. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite kind of chocolate before we get to the movies? I, I'm a big fan of the white chocolate. White chocolate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good to know about you. You also <laughs> love movies. What did you yes, see I this do. week? I saw a film that was originally supposed to come out in 2017. It kind of flew under the radar. There was not a whole lot this weekend. Yeah. It's uh, 2017. It's called the Current War Director's Cut. It okay. was uh, the Harvey Weinstein scandal came out. This film was originally came out at the Toronto International Film Festival in 2017 when the controversy all came out. Okay. And the director did not like what Harvey Weinstein did to his film because right. he recut it. He changed the score. He did all kinds of things. So the director spent the past two years reshooting stuff, re-editing, redoing the score, and it came out quietly on Thursday. Yeah. It's about Thomas Edison versus George George Westinghouse and the building of electricity in the United States. Oh, interesting. Yes. Kinda. If you are <laughs> if you're a fan of technology yeah. and history and science and things like that, it was a pretty good film. It's okay. Good acting. The cinematography is great. It stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Michael Shannon, and Tom Holland. If you're not a big science person, not yeah. real huge into that kind of stuff, I'd say wait till it comes out on Netflix because it doesn't do anything special. Okay. It looks great. The acting is great, but it's not a must-see in the theater. Okay, it's just a story that needs to be told. Right. It's yes. a story that, especially today, I love, I'm a huge fan of history. I especially love it when they do docudramas. But basically, this movie is famous people playing other famous people. Okay, fair enough. And you give it how many reels? I'm going with three and a half this morning. Three and a half out of five. That's fair. Yes, ma'am. And you can catch it in the theaters. Is that what you're telling yes, me? Yes, it is at uh, Harkins right now. Okay. They don't have it at Picture Show. It's smaller release, sure. but it's still there. It's in one of their smaller theaters. Okay, fair enough. I saw this weekend that Joker surpassed uh, Deadpool in um, in money making. Yep, the yeah. most R rated money maker. Most, yeah, there movie. you go, <laughs> money maker movie. There, yeah, yeah, did, that sounds good. Did yeah, that, did that surprise you? It, Kind of, yeah, bit. yeah, because yeah, it's super dark. It's a right. really good movie, but I mean, it's right. super dark. Deadpool's fun yes. and hilarious and much Silly. easier to digest. Yeah, it surprised me too. I thought that would surprise you. Very good, Matt Hinshaw. You guys can catch his podcast. It's called Real Film Nerds, and you can get it anywhere, right? Yep, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, iTunes, uh, and whatever, and any Facebook. of those things, YouTube. Next week, I'm going to do the new Terminator movie. Oh, I hear we'll it's good. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All I'm right. excited. Matt will be back. Did you like that? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Okay. I'll definitely be back.